You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. We're going to go to John 16, and what we have here is Jesus is talking to his disciples, and Jesus is telling them about the things that are to come. And so he says in verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not... For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And so he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, listen, guys, I got to go. Because if I, if, I, if I stay here, the Holy Spirit can't come. But if I go, the Holy Spirit, which is even, even greater, is going to come. And of course, the disciples were a little bit confused. They really weren't sure what he was talking about uh, when he said this. But he says, guys, I got to go. So then later on in Acts 1... So now in Acts 1 we come, Jesus has died and rose again. So he's resurrected and his resurrected body, he shows up and he's talking to the disciples. He's been giving them instructions and so he shows up. And here he is talking to them. This is the last thing that he said to them before he went back up to heaven. So he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And then right after this, Jesus ascends into heaven. He says, I'm sending the Holy Spirit so that you will have power. And then he's gone. So now we come to Pentecost Sunday, which is in Acts 2 which is today what we're celebrating. Acts 2, Pentecost Sunday is the birth of the church. It's the church's birthday. And again, remember the church is not a building. The church is all of us. It's, it's a people. And so Acts 2, it's, they're celebrating Pentecost. Pentecost is something that was actually celebrated in the Old Testament. You see it even in Numbers, or not Numbers, excuse me, Deuteronomy, where we've been. Deuteronomy 16, there's Pentecost. And what Pentecost means is 50. Pente means 50. And so it's 50 days from Passover. Passover, we remember, was uh, when the Israelites were still in Egypt and the angel of death was coming. And so they took the blood of a lamb and they spread it over their doorposts so that the angel of death had to pass over. And so that's Passover. We also saw Passover in the New Testament. I mean, it's all throughout, but in the New Testament where Jesus was with his disciples and they did the last supper together before he went to the cross. So that's 50 days from Passover to Pentecost, okay? In the Old Testament, when they would celebrate Pentecost, what they were celebrating was the Feast of Weeks. Meaning it was, a, it was a harvest feast that they were celebrating. It was this, the first fruits uh, harvest that they would celebrate. And they would give thanks to God for his provision. So they celebrated a harvest. And here we come to Acts 2. And they're celebrating a different kind of harvest. They're celebrating what we'll see as Acts 2 unfolds is a harvest of souls, a harvest of people that are coming to know God. This is amazing. Coming to know Jesus. So in Acts 2, they're all together on Pentecost. So let's look at Acts 2 and it says this. Verse 1, on the day of Pentecost... 
was being, being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. And then all of a sudden, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. Can you imagine? They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in the languages they had never learned. Now at that time, there were Jewish worshipers who had immigrated from many different lands to live in Jerusalem. When the people of the city heard the roaring sound, so it was a loud sound that the people in the city heard it, uh, crowds came running to where it was coming from, stunned over what was happening. Because each one could hear the disciples speaking in his or her own language, bewildered, they said to one another, aren't these all Galileans? So how is it that we hear them speaking in their own languages? We are all northeastern Iranians, northwestern Iranians, Elamites, and those who meso something, Judea, east central Turkey, the coastal areas of the Black Sea, Asia, north central Turkey, southern Turkey, Egypt, uh, Libyans, with the neighbors of the Arabs, yet we hear them speaking of God's mighty wonders in our own dialects. So they're saying they were all these different nationalities and people from all over the place, and they show up and they can hear this the Galileans who speak one language speaking all of their languages. It was incredible. And they all stood there dumbfounded and astonished, saying to one another, what is this phenomenon? When the Holy Spirit moves, it draws people. And they'll stand and say, what, what is going on? Because the Holy Spirit works differently than how we work. And then it says in verse 13, but others poked fun of them and said, they are drunk with wine. They are drunk on new wine. And Peter later gets up and says, no, we're not drunk as you think we are. It's only nine in the morning. <laughs> he says, we're drunk in the Holy Spirit. So, so this, is, this is the moment of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit shows up. And now it's important that we understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He, he'll manifest himself as wind or as fire, but he is a person. So let's look at verse two again. It says, suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. So the wind of the Holy Spirit, when it talks about wind throughout the Bible, it's talking about the breath of God. It's talking about God breathing. It's like wind and you look in um, Genesis and Genesis he's referred to as the breath of life. Why? Because he breathed life into Adam. He's, it's the wind of the Spirit. And when God shows up and he breathes life on something, what happens? It comes alive. It comes alive. So he's showing up, Acts 2, and breathing on the church so that they'll come alive again. In Ezekiel, you see the same thing. Uh, when there's dry bones all over the field, God shows up. What does he do? He breathes his spirit on it and they come alive. Let's go to verse 4. 
they were, or not verse four, excuse me, verse three. Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes and it separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. This, this fire that shows up, the Holy Spirit as He shows up like fire is the same fire, listen to this, that led the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land. The same fire that shows up with the one that led them out of Egypt. Signifying. When the Holy Spirit shows up, Acts 2 is fire. Signifying. Leading them out of old religious systems. Old ways of doing things. Structures that have been built up by man. The Holy Spirit shows up like fire to lead them into the new thing that is to come. Hear me today. This Pentecost Sunday is so significant because the Holy Spirit is showing up in a different way than He's ever shown up before to lead us out of old systems, old structures, old religious ways of doing things, things that we built up and called it God, but it wasn't. And He's showing and he's breathing new life on the church. He's breathing new life on his people. He's showing up like fire to burn out the old systems, the old ways of doing things, to lead them into the promised land. It's significant. Now look, verse 4. Then they were filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they have never done, that they had never learned. They were filled and equipped. The Holy Spirit fills and equips us inwardly and outwardly, but the word actually means to furnish and equip. These were disciples that had followed Jesus. They knew Jesus, they followed him, but Jesus had left a commission for them to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to cast out demons, to raise, to raise the dead, to heal the sick. They needed the Holy Spirit to do this. There is a commissioning by God in this hour that it is time for the church to rise up again. It's time for that. You hear it, we've heard it called to wake up, oh sleeper, arise. Arise, church, arise from the dead. Arise from the place that you've been sleeping. There is a commissioning by God to go into all the world. And so the Holy Spirit is coming once again to fall afresh on us, to equip us for what's to come, to equip us for the harvest. This is the hour of the harvest the harvest of people and the Holy Spirit is falling once again to equip us for this hour. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit quickly. Every believer needs the filling of the Spirit both inwardly for life and outwardly for ministry. Okay, the Holy Spirit, there, there is the Trinity. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father, who is God, Jesus, the Son, who is God, and the Holy Spirit, who is God. They are all God. They are three in one. All God.
We connect to God through the Holy Spirit. That's how we connect to God. When the presence of God shows up and, and in our spirits, we're like, oh, I feel something. I feel God. That is the Spirit of God revealing the presence of God to you. The Holy Spirit is the very Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of who God is. And the Holy Spirit has many functions. In the Bible, and in if I, I'm not going to list all of the references, but I could get them to you if you wanted. Um, but, but in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter. He's called the Helper. He is called the Counselor or the Advocate, meaning the one who fights on your behalf. He is the Spirit of Truth, which means He is a guide to keep us on the right path. He warns us of dangerous situations or places we shouldn't be going or to point us towards truth. He convicts us of sin. Yes, He does. He has done that many times. It's why what happens when you become filled with the Holy Spirit that suddenly things you were able to do, you're not able to do anymore because the Holy Spirit is convicting you. The reason that He convicts you of sin is so that the, the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5.22, the, the fruit of the Spirit begins to be built up in you. Begins, you begin to bear good fruit. He empowers us. He leads us into truth and so much more. And really important is the Holy Spirit is a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. So then there's the work of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit that is produced in you when the Holy Spirit lives in you from Galatians 5.22. It says this, this is the fruit that is produced in you by the Holy Spirit living in you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So God the Father rules and reigns in heaven and Jesus the Son sits at His right side. He's the King of glory. He sits at His right side, but He came to reveal who the Father was, is, and what the Father does. And the Holy Spirit lives in us and He empowers us to live a godly life. Now when we receive Jesus into our lives, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and takes up residence in our life. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a whole other thing. It's another thing. It's when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And so we're going to talk about this for a moment because it is Pentecost Sunday. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is what we see happening in Acts 2. This is when the Holy Spirit comes in and He baptizes them with the Holy Spirit and fire. To receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to receive the power of the Spirit. It is the power to be able to do what the Bible commands us to do, the commissioning of the Spirit. When we get saved, we become a new person. When we get saved, we call it, we become born again, born into the Spirit. And then when we get baptized by water, it's old things that pass away. So we become new when we accept Jesus into our life. We become new. We become a new man. Then when we get baptized, the old person, that thing falls away. And then when we get baptized by the Spirit, what happens is we receive power to walk out the life that God has laid out for us, to walk out the new man's life. That is what the baptism of the Spirit is. 
Let's, let's look in scripture. Matthew 3.11 says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So here, this is John the Baptist. He's saying, I, I baptize you in water, but there's another baptism that's coming, and it is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Acts um, 2.37 says, When they heard this, they were crushed and realized what they had done to Jesus. Deeply moved, they said to Peter and to the other apostles, Apostles, what do we need to do, brothers? And Peter replied, Repent and return to God, and each of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the Anointed One, to have your sins removed. Then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. So in this verse, he's saying the three things. You must repent and return to God. That is when you get saved. That's when you become a new creation, when you're reborn into Christ. And then he says, then you must be water baptized so that their old things can go away. And then he says, the last one, he says, then you must take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is the baptism of the Spirit. The three things. So this is what it means to be, to, to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And the gift of the Holy Spirit, when he says you must receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, it is not just one gift. The Holy Spirit is the gift. Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit through fire, that is the gift. It's, it, and he comes with many gifts. Some of the gifts being speaking in tongues. But that's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit being produced in your life. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is Him coming and immersing Himself. In 1 John 5.8, it says this, The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three are in agreement. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. This verse is saying these three things go together. The Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, the water, which is the baptism, and the blood, which is Jesus, which is receiving Jesus. He says, these, th these three things go together. You want these three things. They're in agreement together. So it's an important step as believers that we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to pray with you. We're going to do this. If you're watching this right now and you're like, I have never received the Holy Spirit, we're going to do it right now. But first I want to point one other thing to those that have received the baptism of the Spirit. I want us to go to one more verse, Ephesians 5.18, and it says, And do not be drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And that word there means be being filled. Be constantly filled. Make sure that you're constantly going and being filled by the Spirit of God. The, the word be being filled is like you have a cup and the cup is, I don't know, three quarters full and you keep saying top it up top it up, top it up, and, and you keep it filled, you keep it full. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to encounter us and fill us in a whole new way. So if you're watching right now and you're saying, I want to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. I have, I have received the baptism of the Spirit, but I want what God's doing. I, I want to be filled. I want to be filled to overflowing. We're going to pray for you as well in this moment.
I think we should go into as we get ready to this, just begin to prepare your hearts. I guess one thing we'll do as we're going into this song is if you haven't received Christ, that's the first step, receiving Jesus into your life. And so if you're watching this right now and you're saying, I, I am in need of a savior. I'm in need of a hope. There's a hole in my life, something that I'm searching for, I'm looking for. I want Jesus in my life. I want to be changed. I want to pray with you right now. I want to pray with you right now. So just say this after me, Jesus, I recognize you as a savior, as the Lord of my life. I repent for the life that I've lived. I repent for the sin. I repent for the wrong. Wash me clean. Make me a new creation. Come and live inside of me and be the Lord of my life. Jesus, I want you to come. I want you to come. Lead me and guide me. Be my savior. So if you say that prayer, it, it's, it's, it's just a step of faith. It's, it's, if you say the prayer and you say, Lord, come into my life, then he does. He just comes into your life. It's, you know, sometimes there's amazing things that happen. Other times, it's just a feeling of peace. But he comes, he comes. If you call him, he comes and he enters and he comes and dwells inside of you and you become a new creation. And so then there's obviously water baptism, which, I mean, we, we can't do that today. <laughs> But we will, if you want to be water baptized, send us a message and we will make the uh, appropriate, um, we'll get things ready for you uh, when we can, when the time is right that we can, we will do water baptism. So you just send us a message. And then there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we're going to receive today. And I take authority over every enemy right now, every demonic spirit, every spirit of fear and rejection, every spirit of anger and bitterness and rage and malice and envy and jealousy, every spirit of lust and lying and pride, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose them and let them go. From every addiction, every bondage, every stronghold, any spirit that has held them in unbelief, I command you to go right now. Every place that the enemy has left, Holy Spirit, I ask you to fill them right now. Fill them to overflowing. Fill them with power, love, gentleness, meekness, faithfulness, self-control. Holy Spirit, we receive you. And Jesus, thank you for baptizing us in the Holy Spirit. We receive it now. I just begin to thank the Lord. Just begin to give him thanks. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. By your spirit, by your spirit, by your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
So Father, we recognize that today is a significant day. A day where we have crossed over from one era to the next. Being led by your spirit. Being led by your spirit, not by might, not by power but by your spirit. By your spirit. Lead us into the places that we are to go. Guide us, show us. And may we have open hearts to receive it. As we step into this new time, to this new place. I want more of you, God. Oh, may this be the song that we sing. May this be our heart's cry. A day after day that we won't be satisfied, but we just want more. That we've tasted and seen his goodness and we want more. We want more. Take us deeper. Take us deeper. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I thank you, Jesus. Um, if you received Christ today, if you've received Jesus, let us know. Send us an email. You can go on our church website. Send us an email. Let us know that you've received Christ. We want to celebrate with you. This is amazing. This is awesome. If you want to know more about Jesus, if you want to learn more, go on our website. Send us an email. We'll put you in contact with somebody that can, that can help you. And if you receive the Holy Spirit, if you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit today, let us know. Put it in the comments. We want to celebrate that with you. This is exciting. God's doing something. God is on the move. And things aren't going to look like how they did, but it's going to be awesome. And so as we go, I just want to bless you with this one verse, this blessing from 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And it is some of the last words that Paul said before he went home to be with Jesus. And it was this, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The grace of Jesus, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Happy Pentecost Sunday. We love you guys. Be blessed. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.